everybody and welcome to Creative Minds. This is episode eight. We are here with Jack Cole. How are you doing, my man? Very, very good, man. Pleased to be on this podcast. I want to just just dive into this right now. What do you what do you do? Exactly. I am a video editor, videographer, and YouTuber with 75,000 subscribers producing weekly content based around video production. I basically just produce video content in all sorts. You know, I'm a freelancer, teacher in certain aspects. You know, I've uh, doing a lot of these tutorial type of stuff. I've got a course on Udemy, teaching through Premiere Pro, all around video creator. Been a video creator since I was 10 years old, something like that. Been 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 making videos on the webcam of my little Acer laptop when I was 10 years old, all the way until now, and I'm 20 now. Been 20 for like three months. Wow. Mm-hmm. To get into more detail, what started you on this on this journey? I, I see where you are now and I'm like, how in the world did he get to that point? And I think that's what I'm interested in. Just the natural development, I think. So the way I've got here is my passion and my passion is creating videos. And that passion has obviously developed as I've gone on 10 years old, you know, so I'm a decade in. My uncle came over, you know, from England. It was when I was living in the States still. Nine or 10 years old. He had iMovie, you know what I mean? Amazed by this. Like we, we didn't really Really have too much money so I didn't really have uh, you know a Mac or anything like that like I just had a mm-hmm. little Acer laptop so this is the first time I was seeing these these type of things clearly having an interest in video production and uh, you know creating videos the passion is that old that the reason I'm here is because I've been into this for so long you know I've, I've already had so, so much experience in creating videos I feel like a lot of people in creative fields are successful because they've been doing it for so long so they know the field a lot better than most and I think that's what gives them that edge for sure what was your introduction to the whole videography slash video editing for clients? My introduction to that was I started a production company when I was 17 years old. So three years ago, TQ9 TV or TQ9 Media, technically uh, Facebook, you know, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. We got everything. I started it to film music videos, essentially rap community pages, link up TV. We got SBTV, you know what I mean? Uh, in a, basically like world star hip hop t- type of thing like that. You know what I mean? So a, a YouTube channel is just uploading constant music videos, bars, videos, all that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of rappers mm-hmm. down here in the Southwest of England. So I started a production company and the main goal was just to record a bunch of rappers and create like a media channel, like one of those Cole Bennett's. Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I was enjoying just popping up and filming a music video for you hanging out, chilling out, whatever. Then I started filming nightclubs and that was really my first introduction into actually being paid to to, to go and film something where, you know, mm. the first couple I did, it was just, uh, you know, people I met through the rap thing, you know, they were hosting events now and they wanted to bring me through to that. So I was just coming through and making like an after movie for them. So I'd go highlight their whole event, right? So they'd have a bunch of people in the crowd dancing, I'm there filming, all that sort of stuff, creating like a highlight video of that. And, uh, you know, the first five or something like that were free but then i started hitting people up on facebook and uh you know actually getting paid to do it because i had a uh, you know i had samples of, of previous videos that i made pretty much just started going to the club every single weekend uh, just filming different events that were going on right so the nightclub might book me but more time than often uh more time than not rather it was the promoter that was booking me so a promoter just hires a venue you mm-hmm, know yeah books the venue hires all the djs hires all that sort of stuff promotes it all and then uh he would hire me to come through and create an after movie for it, like a promo video. That was my first introduction to getting paid for filming. Mm-hmm. Kind of just kept developing 
into me being like a solo freelancer and finding online websites where I could get video editing clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I found freelance websites. So the specific one that I found was Upwork. And it was funny. I I signed up to Upwork. Sort of just forgot about it for a month. Someone found me through there, which is very rare. Like if Mm -hmm. you're on Upwork, people don't just find you. Oh, yeah. They found me and he was like, hey, I want to hire you just like that. Mm -hmm. And I never looked back. I've been a freelancer ever since. Oh, my goodness, man. That's crazy. Oh, wow. That's really cool. I'm in my office right now. You know, I got an office literally a year ago, probably the start of 2018. I got an office January 4th. I moved in and, uh, you know, I've been, I've been working at this for like two years now on the freelance thing. Man, that goes back to the passion obsessed with the video creation yeah. in all aspects. It's like when you find your passion, you just know it's like it's this weird thing. Where it's like nothing else compares in a weird way. No, no, 100% man for real. And, uh, you know, you have no problem just doing it constantly. Time to start using the mic. I got you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, so pretty much, uh, one of the, uh, one of the things I ask all the tubers, you know, who pop up on this show, what's their take on, uh, work-life balance? I got no work-life balance, but like right now I literally just work constantly. Snap back into that mindset for the past two years. But before that I was going, I was on a crazy party lifestyle from 16 to 19. I was on a, a real different stroke to, to where I'm at right now. Like completely. I was, uh, you know, like I said, I was filming the club. So I'm in, the, uh, I'm in the club environment constantly. You know, I was pretty much just partying and, uh, you know, it was very easy to be popping up and shooting these music videos and shooting these clubs when I was in that party lifestyle, you see? But as soon as my, my kind of life started transitioning back to that of like a regular person, um, I, I <laughs> found the freelance stuff and I was still creating videos, but online for people. And yeah, I might not have been too clear earlier. Those are kind of two different eras of me. Mm-hmm. The version of me now, which is doing all this freelance online stuff primarily, and the version of me mm-hmm. that was in the club every single weekend shooting and also linking up with all these rappers shooting videos. You know, it was uh, it was two very different mm-hmm. aspects. But right now, I have no work, work-life balance. I literally just work completely all the time is because from 16 to 19, I was having an absolute blast. Wouldn't suggest it to anybody. Experienced what probably I assume people from 20 to 25 experience. Gary V vibes right there. <laughs> I like how you said the age range. Classic. Mm-hmm. 100%. But, uh, yeah. you know, it was it was a different time. The rave scene down here in the southwest of England is huge. Massive rave scene. Kind of got swept mm-hmm. up by it. Oh, I'll be real here. Uh, one of the reasons that you're on this show is because you've personally impacted me in a way and i'm gonna explain here with your videos which is uh i'm sure is crazy for you to hear so i'm a youtuber myself and i make videos right and so i was always in the mindset of like oh yeah eventually i'm gonna make money from youtube wasn't really making money from youtube but still knew that i had like a skill with video production and video editing for the past month or two i've been diving into like the freelance bubble and uh actually quit my janitor job about a week or two ago and uh ever since then i've been like the happiest person ever it's been it's been crazy like i've been working with clients i'm actually an editor for mris here i edited a couple of his videos so excited for 2019 i got this new computer so because i got this new computer now i've opened myself up to that because i edit way faster so there's that it's just like it's hard to process to, no, to tell you the truth. it's hard to break down like that's phenomenal highlight all the information and it goes back to the gary v thing because the whole mm-hmm. the whole reason why i'm so <laughs> open about it is because i heard gary v literally just preach down the phone to give away all your best stuff. <laughs> One of the reasons I found you is because I was doing a lot of research on like freelancing sites and Upwork was the common thread. So of course I ended up watching a lot of your videos on that and it was just like, and so I've gotten some clients from that because of like your tutorials and stuff and it's just like, Man, it's it's been crazy. So I want to personally say thank you for one. I'm trying to register as that. No, as much I, as I, I can totally right get now. it. Yeah. 
Uh, what do you have to say to like anybody who's who's been thinking about kind of like going in the, the freelance area? Like, what should they be aware of that you wish you were aware of? This. This one crucial thing. You are going to kill it one month. You're going to make thousands of dollars one month. And you're mm-hmm. going to you're gonna fall into the pattern of thinking that this is how it is forever now. And it's not. Mm-hmm. Because the yep. nature of freelancing is the unpredictability. So you are going to exactly. kill it one month. And then the next month, you're, you're going to make two grand in a month. And then you're going to make 900 the next month. That's the, the theory behind it. You're going to do really good one month. And you might not do great the next month just for the nature mm-hmm. of the game which is why you need to target long-term gigs not just linking up with you for one project they're linking up with you mm-hmm. for constant projects because then mm-hmm. you're going out there and you're getting yourself little jobs yep. right so one client yep. is like a, a recurring job he needs four videos a week he needs one video a week he needs 14 videos a month whatever the case may be a job for you but but also you could fall into the pattern of just getting comfortable with one client which got to be so proactive like you really right. like i'm submitting pr- proposals like every single day because it's like i need to like keep pushing myself out there and it's so weird because i literally submitted one i think yesterday and like i'm so used to like not hearing back but like 20 minutes later i get a a reply and i'm like well that's weird and it was one of these things where it's like i was in this weird phase where it's like okay i'm not doing anything right now so i could be doing something and that's when i sent that proposal too so it was like oh that that's cool all right that's kind of how i am as well with it yeah i'm the kind of person that likes to to fill in time whenever possible yeah 100 percent for real Master Reef's favorite thing uh, of the whole production process is the editing, right, Master Reef? Mm-hmm, that's very true. You know, my favorite part of it is actually the filming. What is your favorite part of the production process? I think the filming as well. Honestly, I love the editing and I've edited so much. I'm primarily an editor, but I think I love filming, I love filming YouTube videos because I just love talking. And if I'm talking about a topic that I know about, then it's just mm-hmm. like this. I'm just an open book and I'm able to just mm-hmm. communicate it pretty easily. Probably the recording, definitely. But not not if not if I'm talking about a topic I don't know much about. I, I've been paid in the past to do talking head videos for people on Upwork as well. Those aren't the most enjoyable because I'm, I'm talking about a topic I really don't care about. The editing is dope as well, though. Don't get me wrong. I love editing. Absolutely love editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Editing has always been my personal favorite. Dude, I could probably edit forever, not gonna lie. However, there comes a point where I get in these moods where I'm like, is this video really that good? I've been editing it for longer than I wanted it to. And then I watch it with fresh eyes and I'm like, oh no, yeah, this is good. Okay. That's always how it is though, because like as an editor, you're just a Mm -hmm. little bit of a perfectionist. Oh, definitely, yeah. What is your, what's your creative process with your YouTube videos? I come up with the idea and then I write down a bunch of bullet points and I write them on a whiteboard. I put the whiteboard behind my camera and, uh, you know, my, my videos because of that are just one take. I just start usually mm-hmm. to talk for about 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes and, uh, then stop. That's pretty much it. And then I just jump in, edit it on pretty simply. You know what I mean? I got a pretty simple structure. I just say like the topic. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, what's going on today? We're doing the easiest video editing job you can get. Boom. Smash the intro on the screen. And I always do a little intro. So I'm like, yo, what's going on? If you're new here, I produce weekly content based around video editing videography and how to make money making videos and then uh then i jump into the topic yeah so my creative process is pretty simple just think of the idea write down a couple talking points and uh and then start and that that right there is so crucial i'm a script writer so i i for me i have to have a script i can do bullet points depending on the video but so i, I was playing on um checking out your instagram earlier but I, ha- I didn't get around to it how does your instagram content differ from content on every other platform and at the same time do you ever try to go personal with your videos versus informative you know what i mean like try to create that personal bond with the audience or is that just within the video that's what you're doing too like there's not one specific video where you're like 
hey guys, today I'm going to talk about, you know, my favorite food is or whatever, you know? <laughs> in my mind, I'm still in the construction stages of my channel. So like I, mm -hmm. I picture it being in full form in like a year or two, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm still just building content. So I'm just building informative content based around my niche right now, which is the video production niche. Um, mm -hmm. But I've been incorporating these live streams recently and the live streams are the ones that i see as the more personal side well yeah that's true building a fan base now on top of that and i want to cater mm -hmm. to them at the same time as catering to the masses by doing the video production content so the live right. streams are like my way of tuning in with uh with mm -hmm. my actual people who are starting to develop like a connection right. to my content but mm -hmm. also i'm kind of joking and laughing in my informative videos um, um that's me like i'm a joke like i won class right. clown at school like that's what they voted me at school when i was back mm -hmm. in school and so it's in my personality to just be like constantly it doesn't matter who you are what about the instagram that was a question as well right you say what yeah, am i yeah. doing different there um there i'm not uploading kind of regular content i'm just uploading like behind the scenes pictures and little little stuff like that if you're enjoying my content come over there and see a little bit more about my personality. So actually the Instagram is a bit more of my personality. I'm, I'm on the Instagram stories a lot and stuff like that. So that's a little bit more of my personal side. On YouTube, who is your favorite content creator? Gary V or DJ Academics. Uh, what is Gary what is v. DJ Academics do? I've never heard of that. DJ Academics is like a hip hop commentator. If there was a beef going on or something like that with Drake and whoever else, <laughs> Drake and Kanye, they're at it right now. He's talking about that. You know what I mean? L l little stuff like that. And No Jumper. That's another... Uh, no Jumper. Yeah, yeah. All right. Gary V, I pretty much... That's like the most the most content I do. I'll expose myself real quick, right? And uh -oh. I blew up already. I was big on YouTube when I was 15 years old. I blew up. I blew up for playing video games. GTA mm -hmm. 5 trolling uh, videos. Classic. <laughs> Reuploads of my videos on other channels with millions of views. 10,000, 40,000, 500,000. 300,000, 5,000, all re-uploads as well. And my name was It's uh, Jug here. I really mm -hmm. blew up when I was young for GTA 5 Trolled. And uh, I blew up to about 100,000 subscribers, just under like 90,000 or 80, 85,000 or something like that. Dear goodness, and wow. And then I went inactive because I started going on the heavy party lifestyle and started filming all these music videos and filming these clubs. Mm -hmm. And then came back to it a year and a half ago. And the subscribers had gone down to 70,000 from 85 or 90, whatever it was at. I started creating this content based around video production. And I'm now at like 76,000 subs. I've been creating this content a year and a half now. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, it's now getting to the point where I'm starting to gain some actual traction, uh, you know, where I'm getting a few hundred views a video. I got some videos with, you know, 300,000, 50,000, getting some significant recognition from the video production. I'm not going to sit here and be like, and take credit of the subscribers. It, it wasn't all due to this channel. When I blew up there, mm -hmm. I went up to Eurogamer, you know, like a conference when I was 16 years old, signed oh, autographs, wow. took pictures. It was crazy. Yeah, I've Classic. been involved in this for a long time, man. Like, I really feel as though I'm probably three of three things. I'm like 33% creative mm -hmm. with all the video editing, videography, all that stuff. I feel as though I'm 33% yeah. entertainer and I'm 33% marketing a business because I love building businesses, building, mm. uh, you know, entities, bigger entities than myself. Right. You know, for example, TQ9 Media, that's my production company. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, building stuff, of creating and of entertaining. Yeah. Have, have a lot of people found you due to like the Upwork videos? Yeah, probably the topic I'm most popular for. No, no, no. The topic I'm most popular for is free video editing softwares. And also that's why I'm catering to two different audiences really. Freelancers who are more or less at the, the uh, much more developed stage in their video production career. And I'm also yeah. targeting people who are just starting, who need a free video editing software, who, yeah. who literally are, this is their day one. You know what I mean? So right. I'm reaching at both ends, but obviously the combination of the two is the fact that it's video production. But that's the topic I'm definitely 
definitely most popular for the free video mm-hmm. editing software and then Upwork. You, you were talking about free editing software. Um, do you use Adobe Premiere? <laughs> I know what it's going to be, I think. <laughs> what does Adobe Premiere have that these free editing softwares don't have? Is it just like the reputation and the brand name or is there a, a key feature that no free editing platform has because I've been meaning to do research on this and I just haven't. And since I have you here and you've used both, now I can finally ask somebody who's actually used both. Premiere is far better than any video Mm -hmm. editor I've used to this date. It does not seem like it. I did not want to turn over. (laughs) I was editing videos in After Effects in Sony Vegas. Pointless at editing a regular video in After Effects. You're literally massively inconveniencing yourself, Mm -hmm. but I didn't Mm -hmm. even realize it. So Premiere, it's tough to pinpoint. Like I I can picture a bunch of different features that other editors don't have, like in and out points of, of clips, color grading of it is phenomenal. The essential graphics, super easy to use, amazing presets mm-hmm. to save you time. Dynamic link. Th- there's a lot going on with Premiere Pro. Not that obvious to you if you're not using it. It's very obvious that it's substantially mm-hmm. easier to edit in there and you have a much quicker workflow. You can do stuff better, more efficiently, mm-hmm. but to just break it down, I can't even think too many, too many pluses. I am a free software kind of boy. I don't like spending money with this kind of thing, or at least initially, because I was just doing for fun. Now it makes a little more sense, but I use HitFilm 4 Express to edit my videos. I've used that for like three years. I've just now started DaVinci Resolve 15, which I I like a lot more, so I'm probably going to edit with that. And HitFilm. I'm going to be coming out with uh, master classes on those Oh, sweet. I probably won't need it on HitFilms, but the DaVinci Resolve, probably for sure. The DaVinci Resolve is, I think, my favorite free video editing software. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, HitFilms was the editing software that was like, you can do a lot of stuff stuff in and it worked on my old computer davinci resolve did not but with this new computer i can run both so it's fine also actually just got sony vegas pretty cheap because i've more recently i've been trying to expand my knowledge with editing suites due to like clients i've always used like this this free software because the thing is with premiere basically it's expensive and also a yearly subscription which is why i am i'm very hesitant i don't have the budget for that right now man i just don't that's the problem if you are already fully proficient in hit film you're not gonna notice that much of a crazy i, I really don't think so because i i use like a lot of composite shots and keyframing and a lot of the more advanced stuff so like i'm well aware with that and hit film is actually i think hit film is the best of all the free video editing so next to the Vinci definitely but I think HitFilm mm-hmm. Express has just so much there's a lot like I keep learning more and more yeah so I, I checked what equipment you use and stuff and you use some pretty some pretty cool stuff so so what what's your what's your upgrading equipment journey and are you on a schedule to kind of try to get new stuff uh you know whenever you can I should have upgraded my equipment a long time ago <laughs> I keep it ghetto I got the kit lens on my camera still it is so true that it's not about the equipment you have the Sony a6300 mm-hmm. Amazon basics tripod I got a couple other tripods as well but that's the main one I use just for my uh, YouTube videos the past few months I've been getting an obnoxious amount of equipment sent to me because I've been doing this thing where I'm hitting up companies on Amazon and telling them to send me products for me to review. Little cheap tripods, cheap drones, mm-hmm. camera gimbal. The stuff I'm going to upgrade to, my bad, I don't, I don't even think I even answered your question, is the DGA, uh, the DJI Ronin S, which is which is the gimbal I'm going to mm-hmm. get. Oh, snap. Love it. Sweet. They just lowered the price. It looks dope. I'm going to get it 2019, 100%. And I'm also going to get nice. the uh, 
16 millimeter lens for my Sony a6300, but my Sony Ooh. a6300 has a 1.6 multiplier because um, it's mm-hmm. not full frame. So that is going to end up being probably about a 24 millimeter. It's about 400 pound or something like that. And That's it's cool. about time I finally upgrade my lens. Do you have any advice to anyone who wants to do YouTube? Whether they're thinking about it or just like, they're Ooh. not sure. They're like, is this worth my time? You know, kind of thing. Yes. They, they should they should 100% do it, but they should be very, very thoughtful about where they want to go with it. Because if they start it with the expectation that they're going straight to the top, pick something you're going to do regardless. If you're not doing the YouTube, yep. pick something you'd be doing anyways, literally constantly doing it. I have been doing this video production for a year and a half. And I'm only mm-hmm. just at the point where I'm getting consistent 200 views a video. Break that down in your head. I've been uploading 300 total videos mm-hmm. on top of the 700 videos of gaming that I did before. I'm at like a thousand videos. I'm over a thousand videos. I'm still at the beginning of my journey. Thank you guys for I... letting me be on your podcast. Thank you everybody for listening to Creative Minds episode hey. eight. This is, oh gosh, great episode. As always, I love doing these and thank you so much for coming on the show honestly thank you guys so much for having me i appreciate you guys this is my first ever podcast that i've been on it was absolutely awesome take it easy guys and we will see you in two weeks remember stay creative (laughs) 